and we are live. Welcome to Gotham Rogue Talk. This is Chris Yu. And Eddie Isola. And this is the oldest and most prestigious sports radio talk show at Davidson College. First off, we're going to start with the brackets of the NCAA basketball tournament and our projections, some of which are failed. Eddie, how's your bracket looking? Well, not too good. My final four picks of Duke and Florida State went down, and my other pick, North Carolina, got some injuries there. It's not looking good. And nothing could make me happier, but that's a, that's a great segue into yeah. Kendall Marshall. He is either going to play with one hand or he's going to play in a cast, both of which are just terrible options if you're a basketball player. He's going to play in a cast. Otherwise, they're done. the Tar Heels are done for. Not to mention John Henson is probably playing at maybe 50%. I think like one of the Creighton players took a swipe at his arm and total overreaction. That fired, that fired the team up, though. And I think had double-double, right? You can't sacrifice Close your wrist. Close to a double-double? You can't sacrifice your wrist to fire the team up. That's just not a great idea. It was, it was a fake. It was a fake technical foul. He was just faking to be upset. But so, so let's talk about my bracket. I'm doing fantastic. I'm, I'm in the money. That's what I'm saying. Anyone who doesn't know, Chris Yu is currently leading the bracket in potential points. Can't hear enough about that from him. Can't argue, can't argue with the numbers. I got Kentucky, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Kansas. All, oh, would you look at that? Oh, all of my all final four. four is alive. I would just like to note that I did pick the Florida Gators. Good call. Go Gators. Don't really like them as a team, but I support them in this tournament. Yeah, they they did a number on Norfolk State. Um, Dropping bombs. That was, that was tough to watch. Uh, NFL free agent signings. Who's doing good and who's doing bad, Eddie? What do you think? Well, the Redskins, for one, mediocre at best. All right, they picked up a, a bunch of receivers that are terrible. This is Pierre Garçon. Is he French? He's mediocre receiver at best, Okay. This guy was only good because Peyton Manning was making him look good. He's going to go with RG3, who, by the way, is concussion prone. He's going to get knocked out in the first game. When Ray Lewis just knocks him out, I'm going to laugh. They don't have any good receivers. One of my colleagues that is a Redskins fan likes to say that he's a stud receiver because he, had a, he led the Colts in receptions this year. Not true. He was their only option. That's why he led the Colts in receptions. And Curtis Painter, we all know who he is. Not yeah. good. Yeah, Pierre Garçon. I mean, obviously, if Eddie Isola was on the Redskins team, he wouldn't was on the Peyton Manning Colts team with Pierre Garçon. He wouldn't make the Pro Bowl. But with Peyton throwing to him, if I Peyton would, Manning was throwing me the football, what? You'd be an above average receiver. Thirty touchdowns. Thirty touchdowns this this time. Thirty no touchdowns doubt. and lead the yards in yards after lead the league in yards after catch. That's just what Peyton does. And speaking of Peyton Manning. The Denver, Denver Broncos just got a whole lot luckier. That that is ridiculous. But another team is going to be even luckier than the Denver than the Denver Broncos because they have the son of Christ our Lord on their team, Mr. Tim Tebow, possibly taking his talents to South Beach. Unfortunately, <laughs> possibly taking his talents to New York because the Sanchez, as we like to call him, needs some competition, needs some fire under his bottom. No, I was reading today that the Dolphins are. Uh, going after Tebow hard. This is why. They like the star power. That's what the article said. Anyone who doesn't know, the Dolphins are partially owned by the likes of Enrique Iglesias, Mark Anthony, the Williams sisters, Jennifer Lopez, maybe. 
Well, the Dolphins need some competition for David Girard, who they recently signed to a one-year contract. Eddie, what are your thoughts on that? He's just a, a great player. All I have to say about that, don't like it, and I don't like Jeff Ireland at all. Guy needs to be fired. He's been along, around way too long, and it's getting to a point where, all right, it was funny for a little while, the whole Chad Henney thing. I mean, I have my shirt. I support Chad Henney now that he's gone. But it's just over for the Dolphins. I'm close. I'm close to switching to the Carolina Panthers as my new favorite team. Yeah, David Gerrard never had a prime. But if he did have a prime, it would be in the Stone Age because he is getting old. Um, let's move on to the NBA trade deadline. Um, the Bucks. pretty much the only big move was Monta Ellis moving from the Warriors to the Bucks. So the starting guard rotation for the Bucks is Brandon Jennings and Monta Ellis. Both of them need about 50 shots a game to be happy. Do you see any potential problems with that? It sounds like a uh, Russell Westbrook situation going on down there. Except they don't have a Kevin Durant. It's just two guys jacking shots. That's true. (laughs) Maybe it'll work for them. I don't think so. But Spurs, who'd they pick up? Steven Jackson? A lot of mental problems with that No, no, no. He's good. He's good. Tim Duncan keeps him in line. (laughs) I'm calling it now. Spurs win the championship this year. All right, we're moving on to a over segment the, called... Over the Knicks. That, oh, that is ridiculous. Anyway, Four games. <laughs> we are moving on to a segment called Good News, Bad News, in which I throw out something to Eddie, and he tells me whether he thinks it's good news or bad news, and he throws out something to me. So, first off, Dwight Howard staying with the Magic. Eddie, good news or bad news? Both. Good news for the Orlando Magic as a team. If Dwight Howard left, I don't think they would have another win this whole season. I mean, Jameer Nelson and Turkaloo just can't get it done. I mean, if Turkaloo can hold on to the ball, he's still not going to get it done. But for the city of Orlando, bad news. This means Dwight Howard is going to hold the city hostage again next year. And ultimately, the fans are going to get their hearts broken. It's a sad, sad story. It's a Shaquille O'Neal repeated. All right, Chris. Well, let me just say. All right, Chris has something to say about this. I can see Dwight Howard looking mighty fine in a Brooklyn Nets uniform with my boy Darren Williams. No, I I agree. Nets, as long as he's out of the West Coast, West Conference, it's fine with me. Spurs don't have to see him, the better. All right, so Chris, good news or bad news, Illinois getting a new head coach? That is the best news I have heard since 2005. Ever since Bill Self left Illinois, Illinois has been absolutely terrible. But now we're throwing out names like Shaka Smart from VCU. That's a great pickup. That's one of the best young coaches in the league. He's from the Midwest. He's making $1.2 million. Illinois will pay him like $10 million. Come to a big school, Shaka. I'm making a personal plea. I know you're not listening, but God, if you're listening, send Shaka Smart to Illinois. Other options are Brad Stevens from Butler, but that's probably not going to happen. Brad Stevens is, for some reason, in love with his mediocre mid-major team. And uh, the third option is, this is my least favorite option, Chris Collins, the assistant from Duke who talks at halftime because Coach K is too cool to talk to the cameras at halftime. Terrible decision. Seems like Bill Seth left for better things with Kansas in the uh, Sweet 16. Hey, I have looking Kansas make in the final game. Looking to make a deep run. Uh, okay, Eddie, good news or bad news? Redskins giving up on Peyton and trading up for RG3. I mean, we already talked about this. I don't like RG3. Sure, he's athletic. Sure, he was an All-American or something like that for the hurdles, but he's just not going to be a good NFL quarterback. I believe he has some problems in the medical sense. He just He's not going to take a hit. My parents went to Texas Tech. I watched. This is the only game I saw him play all year, so it might be a little skewed. 
But he got knocked out by Texas Tech, who has a terrible defense. Concussion prone. You got the Texas Tech linebackers who aren't anything special. Compare them to Ray Lewis, not good. Ray Lewis is going to bring the pain. All right, Chris, good news, bad news. The Jets re-signed Sanchez for three more years. Now, I have to say, a lot of times I feel I get a little bit too negative about Sanchez, so please uh, please don't take my words at face value. But Mark Sanchez is probably one of the worst Worst three quarterbacks in the entire league. He is terrible. He can't throw a pass more than 20 yards. He can't hold on to the ball. He throws the ball the other. I think he had two four interception games this year. That is absolutely awful. I'm pretty sure I could go out there and throw four interceptions. Probably not. Probably not as quickly as Mark Sanchez can. But I. But I could do it. All right. For our next segment, we have a very special guest. Real quick, just to note, I would like to say. Mark Sanchez had a 36.3 total QPR rating. To be considered a medium quarterback in the league is a 50. Yeah, the QBR is out of 100, and Mark Sanchez managed to get a 36. You could you could double that and still b- barely be passing. You'd have an you'd have a D. You can double that, and you can just almost be at Matt Moore's level, a little bit over with that 57. Mark, stud. Mark Sanchez is the worst quarterback in the uh, AFC East. And probably the worst quarterback in the NFL, besides Christian Ponder, who probably shouldn't even be playing quarterback. Blaine Gabbert, correction, 22.4. All right, but now we have a special segment. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I'm Statsman, Dan. Uh, I'm Statsman Dan, and I'm here to bring some stats to this talk and to really let you know what's up with the numbers, because nothing represents sports like the numbers. That's right. Numbers are everything in every sport. Intangibles mean nothing. That's why Statman Dan is here. Dan does not understand the subjective nature of sports, and he does not put any value in heart. So, Dan, break it down for us. All right. Well, first of all, I just want to first of all, I just want to agree with what Chris said that Mark Sanchez really, if you look at numbers, just is not a good quarterback. If you look at advanced NFL stats, they have a stat called win probability added per game, which is basically the amount of wins a quarterback adds to his team each game, and the average quarterback is somewhere around like .2. Mark Sanchez is 35th in the NFL with negative .1 per game. So how does that number even become negative? Please enlighten us. Well, that basically means that all the plays he made in the game, he actually did more to help his team lose than he did to help his team win. So that means if they'd had no quarterback at all, theoretically, it would be better than having Mark Sanchez. That that does not surprise me. They should just hike the ball to Danian Tomlinson and let him be a leader out there. All right, Dan, I believe you have something to tell us about running backs. All right. In the current NFL market, we have a lot of running backs that are have free agents this year, Arian Foster, Ray Rice, and such, and they've recently been getting a lot of big deals. You see Chris Johnson from last year, but really, running backs are drastically overvalued in the free agent market. Uh, Brian Burke, Advanced NFL Stats, whose website is great, by the way. Just, is this your only website source, I might add? It's not my like, only website source. Okay, because your methodology might be a little flawed. I'm just suggesting. Statman Dan is very reliable. He knows what he's talking about. Don't embarrass him like that. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, on this site, that he has a recent article up about the running backs, and he actually says that overall, the more a player is paid over his career for running backs, the worse his performance becomes. So that basically means that players are paid so much and then as they get older, they really start to do worse. I mean, there are a lot of variables in that, such as the fact they only get contracts after their rookie contract, and therefore they're losing money and stuff. But it's just really sad how, how much running backs are overvalued. 
So, Dan, what would you say is the age cutoff for running backs to be good in the league? I mean, if you look at historical data, I mean, really a lot of running backs by the late 20s even are starting to fall off. So, I mean, you see all these play- players get great rookie contracts. They have one or two good years, a la Chris Johnson. And all of a sudden, he gets a great, huge contract. And what does he do the next year? Terrible numbers. So uh, what what's the best contract you would say in terms of money and age? What is the optimum contract you could give a player like Chris Johnson, who arguably can change games? Well, I mean, I don't... I know he can change games, but I just don't think running backs could do much without a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, you look at the last five years, and four of the five teams have been very heavily dominated passing teams with terrible running games to win the Super Bowl. Giants, last in the NFL in running. The year before that, the Saints or Packers are very close to last. The Saints are very close to last. They have Brandon Jacobs, though, and he is an animal. No lateral movement, but he is powerful. As a Giants fan, I do agree that Brandon Jacobs is an animal and a beast, but I mean, he did. The reason that they win is because Eli Manning and his receivers are just playing great, and the defensive line just destroys. So, Dan, I'm kind of ambushing you with this question, but how's your bracket looking? Uh, my bracket, I will admit, is not very good. Unfortunately, since I never really followed college basketball to a super degree, I didn't use. I guess I just didn't use enough stats, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, no, no I excuses. Gut, and you know what? Obviously, it didn't work. So maybe next year I'll bring some stats into my bracket and do better. No excuses. Play like a champion. One more question for Statman Dan. You didn't talk about this before. You don't. You think running backs are overrated? You think receivers are worth the money? For example, Calvin Johnson signed an eight-year deal worth 132 million dollars, making him the highest-paid receiver in the NFL. Think that's worth it? I mean, receiver is a little more of a complex question. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to um, contract receivers because I mean they get a lot of money. And with Calvin Johnson, I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, really, because the thing with receivers is they add so much more to the game. Like, if you have one dominant receiver, as you see a lot of these teams, it often opens up the second or third slot receivers who really can get huge plays. So, I mean, it's a lot of money, and I don't think I would have signed him for quite as much. But in the end, I mean, it's a dominant player, so it might be worth it. But a lot of great receivers are picked up in the extremely late rounds. For example, Marquise Colston on the the, uh, Saints. But what would you say about using the third pick of the draft to pick up Justin Blackman. Is that worth it? I mean, I think that would be a pretty decent pickup. I mean, it, it wouldn't be – I think it would be a pretty – I mean, yeah, you can get a lot of good values late in the draft. And I'm really a guy that believes that the draft, you can get it, players for a lot under their contract, a lot less money on those free agent contracts, especially with the draft being restructured. The free agents actually become – not free agents, rookie, I apologize. Rookies become very, very good deals compared to paying all these big-name free agents that demand a lot of money. So one last question before we play a song, go to a break, and we, so we can get our trivia going. But how do you feel about Andrew Luck and RG3? I mean, I think Andrew Luck has the potential to be special. That being said, potential, as we all know, does not always pan out. I mean, he could be a great quarterback, but is he guaranteed to be the best quarterback in the NFL? There's no way. I mean, there's no way out of college you can just guarantee that. I mean, he has all the numbers. Numbers at Stanford are great. It looks like he really could be have a good career, but I just don't think... He's guaranteed to be an elite NFL QB for 20 years. What happens if he gets hurt in his first game, and all of a sudden he's not the same? And I think RG3, I mean, he's athletic, but I just don't think he has the, he has some of the necessary feats, and I just think he's too concussion-prone. And I really think it as much a product of the system they go into as well. All right, so if you got the first pick, who do you take? I mean, I take Andrew Luck. I mean, as much as I don't, I'm not sure he's going to be amazing, I still think he's a much better value than anyone else at this point in the NFL.
All right, well, we're glad you could be here, Statman Dan. We're going to cut to break real quick. We'll be right back with some trivia. And we're back. Eddie, would you like to explain the rules of trivia? All right, we're going to do some pop culture trivia right now. And we're the way it's going to work is we have two contestants, like Nick Dugas and Alex Prasader. We created ten questions. What we're going to do is, since Alex is the girl and we're a southern gentleman. Northern. Mostly <laughs> southern. We're going to let her go first, and they're going to alternate with questions. The way it's going to work is Alex, you're going to pick the number 1 through 10. Right now? Gonna, you want to go? Well, let, him let him introduce themselves. And then I'm going to ask you the question. Uh, I'm Nick Dugas. From? From. I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota. And what's your favorite sports team? <laughs> the Minnesota Wild. It's not a real sport. Anyway, <laughs> Eddie, take it away. Would you like to introduce yourself? I would love to introduce myself. Go ahead. I'm Here's Alex Prusader from Rochelle, <laughs> Illinois. Shout out to my homies listening back home. Um, and my favorite sports team is the Cleveland Indians. No mention of first canon at all. <laughs> I'm just going to say. All right, so here we go. Alex, pick a number 1 through 10, and we'll ask you the question. Uh, 7. 7. Okay, here we go. What is the name of the dog in the Budweiser commercial that aired during the Super Bowl? We go! I gave you a little preface unintentionally. When was, I said, here we go. That was too easy. It's going to heat up a little bit. Okay. This is our first show. We don't want to scare future contestants off. <laughs> Brad and Annie. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick. Yeah. Pick a number one through ten that isn't seven. <laughs> one. You have fifteen seconds to come up with three Jeremy Lin puns. Uh, Super Nintendo, Lin Sanity, and 
Uh, I'm all in. And that is time with seven seconds. Eddie, I told you that question was too easy. And it is tied <laughs> one to one. I'm impressed, Nick. I don't think I could have done that. Yeah, I said I couldn't think of any. A couple of mine were inappropriate. <laughs> they, just, so. they just don't have the agile mind that you have, Nick. I guess not. All right, Alex, take your pick. Four. Very good question. Here we go. Oh, no. Davidson basketball lost because it's multiple choice. <laughs> a, Peyton Siva is really good. B, Rick Patino is a good coach. C, we got screwed by the refs. Um... Definitely C. Correct. Correct. <laughs> totally, to 100% correct. <laughs> we got, let's not talk about it. It still stings a little bit. <laughs> Next year, it's going to be our run, though. Too soon, guys. Too soon. All right, Nick, you are down two to one. All you. All right. All right. What we got next? Pick a number. Uh, eight. What move does Captain Falcon do when you press B in Super Smash Brothers? Uh, is that the Falcon Punch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to pick eight next. Seems like you Captain spent a little Falcon too much time. Super not, Smash not that Brothers. we play Smash or anything. Nick, do you even study? How did you even know? Anyway, <laughs> anyway Alex, pick a number. Uh, um, number one. It's already been picked. Thank oh. you for listening to the show, though. <laughs> Two. This is a good one. Oh, no. Guess Nick Nigel. Baseball pitcher, his pants size. <laughs> you get one guess, 10 seconds. Um, okay. I have 10 seconds to think. Five seconds. Five seconds. Oh, gosh. 36. Wrong. Oh, close. 38 was no! the correct answer. You, you really underestimated that man's hips. <laughs> the size of his legs is just remarkable. He generates a lot of torque on the mound. Moving on. All right, it's 2-2 two, two after that incorrect answer. Nick? All right, what, what do I got to choose from still? All right, you can have five, you can have three, you can have six. Let's do five. This is a movie quote. Name this movie. Put the gun down and let the marching men go. We'll play it off as a prank. Uh, oh, God. Is that Animal House? Mm. Incorrect. No. Can I steal? Can I steal? Can I steal? You can't steal, but you can answer it. Shoot. What get, is I it? I don't get points. What's the right no points. It's Anchorman. Correct, but oh, fruitless. Geez. Eddie, take uh. it away. We're all tied up here. You're all tied up. Alex, take your pick. Three, six, nine, ten. Ten. What animal was Dick Cheney hunting when he shot his lawyer friend in the woods? Deer? Pigeons. Clay pigeons. Do we have one of those red buttons that quail, makes... Quail! He was having quail! Oh, quail. oh, the correct answer was quail, but no. it, was, it was too late. Too, too, was late too late. Too little, too late. All Valiant right. effort. Alright, right, here we go. Number three, please. Number three. Who plays Kunu? The 40-year-old surfer without a watch and forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's <laughs> Paul Rudd. Money. Clutch. No. Clutch. No. Fantastic movie. I've seen that way too many times. Oh, not not enough. Hughes <laughs> jumps ahead with a 3-2 lead. Alex is going to need this one if she wants to stay in contention. What numbers it, do I have? Eddie, is this our last question before we go to our overtime decider? Oh, gosh. Possibly. Six or nine. <laughs> Six. 
poor choice. No! <laughs> Alright, here we go. This receiver once remained in an NFL game despite breaking his arm. Steve Smith. The hometown hero. Nice. Correct. Does that bring us to overtime? It's tied. It depends on Duke getting this question. Oh, geez. Number nine. All right. You have ten seconds. As soon as I, as soon as I, as soon as I say the question, as soon as I say the question, you just gotta start because I'm counting. Name three brands of toothpaste. Um. Colgate, Sensodyne, and three. Jesus. Um. Oh, time is it. up with a traditional crest. Oh. <laughs> he came through with Sensodyne, which I've never even heard of before. <laughs> even like, Tom. That's, that's the one I use. What is so. that? What is that? Is that even toothpaste? Yeah. Are you sure it's not deodorant? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. All right, overtime, baby. We're tied go. three to three. This is the way overtime is gonna work. Since Alex got to go first, Nick gets to go first in the overtime. It's Wait, only fair. Well, Eddie, uh, Eddie, you have to tell them what they get to do if they win and the prize at the end. The winner gets 30 seconds of airtime to talk about whatever they want. It's a pretty good gift. Also, No profanity, please. All you <laughs> listeners can't see my disgusted face. Also, okay, how does this sound? The winner gets to come back next week to take on a new challenger, a la Ken Jennings, and then... <laughs> The person who wins the most rounds at the end of this semester receives a, gi- a gift card of our choosing. And by our, I mean Eddie and I's. Undisclosed amount. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is the overtime question. You're going to alternate oh. answering until someone can't answer it. There's a five-second limit. Too much pressure. Name a candy bar. Mars. Twix. Snickers. Reese's. Mr. Good Bar. Milky Way. Three Musketeer. Uh, uh, what should I call it? Kit Kat. Arrow. Uh, three, two, uh, one. Over. Uh, Alex Pisano uh, with the overtime victory. I had oh my god! In the oh, clutch. Never even heard of Symphony, Nick, and I am a Nick, connoisseur of candy as if bars. You don't eat candy. <laughs> Apollo. I didn't have an Apollo bar. I'm Okay, well that about does it for us. Thank you to our contestants. Alex Prasada will be back next week facing off head-to-head with Brad Lockhart. All right. So, let's, uh, man, I don't even, I just have my iPod plugged in. That might not have even aired. No, wait, it did work. I remember I used it on my computer. Oh. <laughs> All right, so let's take a short break, about a minute, while we get our contestants out of here, and then we'll come back with our pop culture topic of the day.
right, so I have 30 seconds to talk about whatever I want. Um, Chris, are you counting down currently? Is there a clock running? Constant timer in my head. In your head, okay. Um, what t- how much time do I have left now? Uh, oh, take 23, 23 yeah. seconds. 23? I can talk about anything for 23 seconds. Um, 23 is one of the numbers on Lost, coincidentally, which I just recently started watching, rediscovered my love. Um, also, the reason I picked number four as my second question in trivia... Um, I don't know why I picked number seven first. I, I just I just went with it. It, it, it felt it felt right. Um, and then I was gonna pick number eight because it's also one of the numbers. But Nick picked it first. And that question, I'm pretty sure, was specifically designed for me. Captain Falcon is my go-to character on Nintendo. All right, five seconds. Let's go five shout. Five seconds. Sh- shout out to my dad listening to Grant, who's also listening, and everyone in canon, I guess. All That's right, all perfect. We'll take it. And we're going to take a short 10-second break. All right, and we're back. Request of Nick Dugas for coming on the show. Would like me to mention hockey. Sidney Crosby had five points, which is apparently assist or goals, in his return, his first return from a concussion. There's our hockey segment for the show. And we'll be doing one hockey segment a year, so stay tuned for next year. And this is our last segment of the day. We're doing a little pop culture segment. It's been a very heated topic in our common room about what is the best fast food restaurant, and Chipotle counts as fast food. Well, then obviously my vote's going for Chipotle. Well, how can you argue against Taco Bell just in terms of economically and taste? Oh, well, the price, you can't beat it. I got six burritos the other day for $5. So you can't top that. But the taste, I, I like it spicy. Some like it hot. And I like Chipotle. Well, Chipotle is just, you go in there, you can order a bowl, you can get a quesadilla, whatever. Taco Bell, they, they're inventive. They have a double-decker taco. Do you even know what that is? Blows my mind. How could someone even think of that? They took a taco and then they put a tortilla wrapper around the taco with a layer of refried beans in between. That is, if that doesn't count as genius, I don't know what does. I could work for Taco Bell then. My favorite meal at Chipotle is get a burrito with double meat and then you order up a quesadilla on the side and you wrap the burrito in the quesadilla. It's great. Everyone should try it. All right, and that was our last segment for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Chris, you, and Eddie Asola. Come back next week. Thank you. You stay classy. We're going to leave you with one last song. Hopefully it works.
All right, we're going to apologize for technical difficulties. I don't think the song was playing, but if it was, you're getting a double dose. Here we go. Show it. 